0: It's important, though. Uh you can put that Everyone not, has a unique gift, and back. Mike, yeah,
1: the creator of the One Life podcast, no, so believes long, most people um, don't know how to use yeah, their, yeah, their it, gifts be, be, or here. what they are. Mike wants you to see things from a different perspective and be true to yourself. The One Life podcast unites the world through art, Any, fashion, music, and the, film. It inspires, uh, motivates, uh, and yeah, creates yeah, positive yeah, energy, uh, love, yeah. and compassion to all communities and creates an equal playing and field for all. On the One Life podcast, they cover topics like building relationships, overcoming, Adversity, habits of healthy people, and much, much more. We only have one life to live. Be yourself and live your truth. Add the One Life podcast to your playlist. That's the number one in Life Available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and your favorite podcast platform. All right. What's up, y'all? I'm Mike my C. Reed, and this is the One Life
0: Podcast where we talk about positive psychology while taking care of our well-being and telling your story, because everyone has a story. In studio today, we have Doc Culture in the, build- in the building with us today. How you doing there, sir? Good, good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you ah. for letting me come on the show. Man, thank you for coming, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing out there in the community, for all the vets and everybody. Uh, so let's, let's just get into this, because I was, I was reading your profile uh, earlier, and um, your name name Doc. Daily yes. out cruising. Yes. Is that is that where it comes from or
2: Yeah, pretty much that, and I drink Dr. Pepper. So every time I go out with the guys, you know, I ride in a motorcycle club uh-huh. and we go out and people are like, Oh, let me buy you a drink. And I'm like, Oh, Dr. Pepper. And they're like, Okay, Doc. Like, and that's how my name stuck. And I've had that about 10 years now, because I don't drink. Okay. So okay. I, I I mean, I'll have a drink here and there, I should All say. Right. But <laughs> I don't I'm not a social drinker, right. like special occasions. So, so I'll have a drink. But uh, so my I got my road name. Uh, Doc from drinking Dr. Pepper, and I'm always out on my bike.
0: So did um. So after you got your name Doc from Dr. Pepper, you came up with the daily out cruising. Correct. Yeah,
2: yeah. So without being out riding, mm-hmm. everything and people are like, oh, what what does Doc stand for? And I was like, oh, well, daily out cruising. <laughs> right. And uh, a lot of people, you know, that's me always being out there riding, doing my thing, and giving back to the community. I love that. I love that.
0: So let's talk about that. Um, what, what's your backstory? Because like I said in the beginning, everybody has a backstory. Um, I see you're, you're a vet. Um, yes, thank you for your service and all, the, all you do. You're an Army vet, correct? Correct. Yeah, correct, so correct. Um, tell us your backstory.
2: So a little bit about me is, uh, and, and how I got into what I do now is I uh, got out of the military, got a good job and all that good stuff, went through a hard time and became homeless, actually, and lived in my car. And then from there, I got back on my feet. And when I got back on my feet, I was my goal was, okay, how can I help other people now? Because I never expected I would become homeless, you know? So now how can I help others that are going through a hard time? Maybe not homeless, but going through a hard time. And what, you know, because we could always use an extra hand. So how can I do that? And uh, so in 2016, I started helping others and giving back to the the veteran community and uh, stuff because the veteran programs like um, that, that they have in play, Uh, with the VA center and stuff, they've helped me get back on my feet. So then I was like, okay, now in return, I went back to those same uh, companies and tried to help out. Mm -hmm. And so I got connected with the veteran community out here with a lot of them and being able to help other veterans. And then uh, from there, um, obviously I started my motorcycle club and uh, our motto is stand for the flag, kneel for the cross, honor our veterans and help the community. And so that's what we do. Not all of us are veterans, but we're patriotic. Mm -hmm. And we just go out to the community and see what we can do to help, as well as enjoy writing and our brotherhood and sisterhood together because we're a co club.
0: Right. I like that. I like that. So um, let's go back for a second um, and let me know if you're OK with talking about this, because the part where, you know, you, you come out of the, um, the military and you become homeless is that was that due to because of the services because I've, I've had plenty of, not plenty but a few people that um that are army vets and um they actually work with veterans out here on the show and all of them that, they tell me the same story that once you come out that process it's like it's not a they haven't figured that part out yet. no no definitely
2: not so when i got out i was artillery and i mm-hmm. served my time in iraq right and um so when I got out, I did get a job doing, like, security work and stuff, which was fine. Mm. But you can only go so far in that. Right. And uh, and then, you know, life happens. Some stuff some stuff came down and I uh, got a divorce and all that fun stuff. Well, I ended up living in my car. And then from there, um, it was trying to figure out how to get back on it. Mm. And a lot of programs, they have red tape, right? They're government right. programs, so they have red tape. Well, I didn't do drugs. I wasn't a heavy drinker. I didn't do any of that, so I didn't qualify because the more severe you are, the more these programs can help you, and that's where a lot of companies that are helping veterans now um, that are out here like Project Homage to Our Heroes or AV BOGA are kind of filling that gap. Right? They're helping veterans that are not extreme, you know, using drugs or really bad to, you know, they're kind of in that mid-range, mid, mid range, if that makes sense. And so that's why I try to help those companies out and, and support them because they're filling that that gap that really needs needs it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So for people that are working that minimum wage job or that security job that are making $16 an hour, they can't quite, you know, they could afford to rent a room, but that's about it. They can't afford right. to rent a whole house. So how do you take care of your family on that? Right. You know what I mean? And so um, I definitely, you know, try to support those uh, organizations that are out here that are... Definitely fill in that middle gap. Mm. But for me getting out, um, what caused me, I would say, to become homeless was not knowing how to take my skills from the military and put them into a civilian world. Right. And how to take that environment that I was used to, that structure from military and coming into the c- civilian lifestyle. It's mm. two different worlds.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. You know. <laughs> and that, that's kind of crazy how um, and and I get it. Any time doing anything with the government or city, whatever, um, it's always some red tape. Always, it's always some red tape. And that's the thing that's the part about you know politics that I don't like because you have someone like yourself and other vets that they they care they take care of this whole country, right? And now that they're out you can't just say, okay, thank you. Go figure out life now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like there's something wrong with that.
2: Yeah. There's like, for me, when I got out, um, you know, there was the GI Bill. So I was able to use that to go to school. But I'm not I was never an office person. And so when they told me, Oh, you can just go to the school and you can do it. And I was like, cool. And I, I was like, well, how do I do this? Right. And then I tried to go and I felt like I was jumping through hoops and I just walked away. I was like, forget this. Right. Could it make it difficult? And yeah, it was it, it, just to use my GI Bill to go to school. And uh, I was like, forget this. So finally, I had somebody that sat down with me and walked me through it. Then I got it. And then I went to school. and Now I have my bachelor's degree. Oh, nice.
0: So well, congrats on that.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But um, if it wasn't for somebody to take that time to help me, I wouldn't have ever used my GI Bill. And that that with the other programs helped me get out of mm. my situation that I was in. All
0: right. Even with um and that, and that's great and I'm glad there was someone out there um to help you because that's that's very important. That's why it's important and I and I appreciate people like you now that's actually stepping up and doing other things and um uh, like you said, um Boots on the Ground Alliance. Um you know, I got a good friend, uh, Yvonne who um works I forgot the name of her company. Sorry, Yvonne. <laughs> but I know she's part of the A V wellbeing coalition Correct. and she supports uh veterans like to yeah. the fullest life. And uh, so she's great doing it. And, and I appreciate people like that. that's stepping up and like really helping.
2: Yeah. There's a lot of good people here in this, yeah. in the Antelope Valley. Yeah. Now I see stepping and filling in that gap. Um, back in the day when I got out in 2007, it wasn't like that. Right. And I was like, where do I go? Who do I talk to? Mm-hmm. Now I feel like there's a lot, like, like I said, Project Thomas Store Heroes, AV, AV Boga. Um, and then there's I just bought my first house and I got to use my J.I. Bill. Okay. Um, And I want to give a shout out to Becky Loa. She helped me go through all the steps of how do I do it um, to be able to purchase my first home, her and uh, uh, Yvonne. So I got two realtors that stepped up and walked me through every process of, one, not only buy my house, Mm. but how do I, what did I need to do to build my credit? Right. Because my credit was down, obviously, going through the hard times. Mm. So they helped me build that up and then buy my first house
0: and use my GI bill. Right. And that's important too. Um, a lot of people are scared to like buy homes. Um, like I'm on my second home and my the first, first home I bought the process was real simple, but I, I think that's because I had good people. That right. makes a difference. It that makes a huge difference because I there are some realtors out there that they just out that they're just out there for the commission and they don't really help you through the process. Yes, the process can be you know a little bit a lot, but if you have the right realtor, broker, or whatever um, behind you, it makes it so much easier, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. And so, like for me, I had a good friend of mine who does um, um, he does private loans. So he was able to help me and walk me through my first home. Um, My second home was a little bit more difficult, which I didn't think it would be. (laughs) Um, But that's only because um, I bought the second home with – business funds all right and that's just a whole nother process so it wasn't like you know hey I work here's my paycheck I make this a month of month you know they had to verify that I owned the business that they, they had to verify that I can actually use the business funds to purchase the house and the business don't go under right like it was a lot of red tape you know when you buy a home through a business yeah so and I had to learn that but um everything's good now but it does help when you have like a good team behind you definitely definitely because the process i mean because it's so much worth especially nowadays like paying i tell people (laughs) paying rent you just giving away your money yeah
2: there's, there's no point for that
0: and you know what and it's crazy and i know this sounds lopsided but my mortgage is less than everybody's rent which is crazy
2: yeah, I, I went up a little bit, but not by much. Mm. Two hundred dollars more a month and I was buying my house versus renting. Right. So I mean two hundred dollars a month, I just had to stop going out like one week in a month. <laughs>
0: right. But I mean well, you just bought your house. Yes. Okay, so yes. but I bought my house fifteen years ago. Oh, okay. So yeah. oh, the yeah. the price was way, way cheaper. Different. That's why. I, <laughs> so you know, but even still, I mean, it, it's great that you was able to go through it. Congratulations, because exactly. now you got now you got equity. Yep. You're not just you're you're not throwing your money away. You're actually your money that you pay every month is an investment now. Mm-hmm. And it's making money. That's right. So that's that's great. I'm glad to actually hear that. Um I'm glad to hear that you're back on your feet and you know, doing all this for the community. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So um as far as like um, uh, you know, your army vet, why why is it important or why was it important for you to to help?
2: Well, you know, part of it was like I said, I didn't know where to go and how to get help. And so I figured now with me being able to do it, I can help get that word out to veterans or anyone that's going through a hard time and giving back. And uh, I I wanted to um, kind of bridge that gap, if that makes sense, and, and bring it out there to people. And uh, with so many organizations that are here in the Valley Valley now, a lot of them, you know, th- like Coffee for Vets, they do a lot of great things for yeah. vets, you know, and they meet over here on Monday Monday mornings over at uh, Crazy Autos on Avenue I, mm-hmm. and that's great, but for a lot of the younger vets, they can't make it on Monday morning because they're at work, mm-hmm. so um, it makes it a little tougher, and uh, so that's what I try to do on the weekends is be out there and and bring those things to those veterans, and uh, and that's what I love that on the third Tuesday of every month now, Project Homage to Our Heroes does it at Madrano's by the mall, so that mm-hmm. helps bring the younger vets that are during the day, all day working that can't make that Monday's, uh, or Tuesdays over at Crazy Autos. Okay. So.
0: And what what is, what is um, in your opinion, um, what do you see out there? Because obviously you're out there a lot. What do you see that's still missing? For our veteran community or just in general? For our veteran community. Okay. So I would
2: say in our veteran community, one of the biggest things that is uh, uh, missing still is um, being able to receive services on the off hours Mm -hmm. so if you work a nine to five there's still not a lot that offers after five o'clock on the weekday or on the weekends and so if you're trying to file for your VA claim or you're trying to see a therapist or any of that a lot of that is still Monday through Friday nine to five Mm -hmm. and I would say that that makes it difficult for a lot of veterans to get that service outside of when they're not at work
0: right because and they can't afford to take off work
2: exactly yeah so then it's like, what do I do? Do I go see and get my good services or get my appointment or do I go to work? Well, I need my paycheck to be a full paycheck.
0: Right. And I know some jobs don't even give you that flexibility. So do I lose my job <laughs> to go? Like, you know what I mean? Like Exactly. It is decisions out there and they're hard, tough decisions. And I, I can see that um, being a need. Um, that's a tough one. Yeah. So definitely more
2: if there was a a way to get more services available on weekends and after your normal nine to five business hours,
0: or at least extend the hours at least mm-hmm. one. And, and I get like certain people, you know, that, that do offer these services, you know, that they, they want to go home to their families after five o'clock. Right. Like I get it, <laughs> but may, maybe the solution is maybe one day out of the week, maybe on a Monday or Wednesday, you just extend your hours to like seven or eight o'clock. Yeah. That would make know, make not, a big difference. not, not every day but just that one day mm-hmm. for a few hours to give these veterans time to, you know, get there.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things that they did recently uh, not or not too long ago is they have the VA clinic here now in Lancaster, and we are able to get a lot more services there than we used to be able to. Back in 07, it wasn't like that. We had to go always down, down the, downhill down to L.A., to West L.A. But the last couple of years, they have made services available local, but they are still nine to five hours. Right.
0: One of the things that um, that really concerns me, and I was just talking to a friend of mine. His name is Jimmy, and he, he's a friend of Mar- a Marines, retired Marine, and he works with the vets. I don't know if you know him, um, Jimmy. I forget his last name. But uh, he, he does a lot of work out here, uh, and he's been on the show. But he was telling me the last time he was on the show, and I was just talking to him a couple of weeks ago when I ran into him. Like a lot of the vets, um, it's the ho- homeless problem. Yeah. A lot of the vets, when they come out, the only thing like we want to see them, you know, transition into a home. Right. Mm -hmm. And he opened my eyes when he when he told me this. Like he said, a lot of the vets, they prefer to be in the streets because that's what they're used to. Like when when they're in in war or something, they used to being out there. They used to they're used to being in encampments and that's where they feel safe. Just because we feel safe and we have a home doesn't mean that that's what they want or that's their comfort zone. Well which makes sense. Yeah. Right. Cause when you look at it from in that way. perspective, right? because right. uh, it is it is about their safety. Mm-hmm. A lot of them been out, you know, out of the country in these wars and different countries for decades. And then you expect them to come home like and just go inside of a home. Like so a lot mm-hmm. of them don't want to do it. But of course, you know, we care about them and love them and we want to see them transition because we don't want to see them out in the encampments or homeless. Mm -hmm. So what what do we do? I would say that
2: because I did work with the homeless as well. I used to work at Value Oasis and I was in their outreach program and I used to go out to the homeless encampments. Um, I wouldn't say that that majority of them wanted to be there. I would say a lot of times that they did get out and then they went to the streets And then they got used to it. I don't think they got used to it when they first got out. Mm. Because when you are in the military, a lot of times you're in the barracks. You're, you know, you get housing and stuff. Um, But, I mean, if you did go to war, you might be in a a situation. Like, I served in Iraq, so I understand. I lived at a Humvee. You know, I lived out there a little bit. Um, But I would say is a lot of the programs that they do have for these veterans when they get out and they become homeless and they go um, into a home or something – is the 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 red tape or the restrictions that they have on that home. Right. So if if I'm a vet and you tell me okay I could get you a house or I can get you housing but you got to, you know, stay in this uh, apartment with these other veterans on a bunk for a while before we can get you move you to the next step. Well, I don't feel comfortable in that room with even though they're veterans, I don't feel comfortable being in the bunk in in, in there. I'd rather be in my own tent out in the desert. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So a lot of vets there's steps to it and they don't want that middle step part where you might have to be like in a recovery home or those type of things. They don't feel comfortable. Okay. And a lot of those are mixed. They're not just veterans. So now mm-hmm. I might be in there with somebody that's using whatever type of drug or this or right. that. Well, do I really feel safe sleeping next to that person? Right. So that, that a lot of them would be like, no, nah, I'd rather stay in the tent.
0: Wow. So it's <laughs> a, no, and, and that's why I ask, because it, it is a lot of different perspective to look for. Um, I have, I have a good friend named uh, Victoria. Um, she works out there with the vets and she's constantly in the desert. Yeah. I know her. I know, I know Jimmy as well. I know them all. Yeah. So yeah, (laughs) she, um, and she's out there every day, just hustling. She throws on her jacket, her boots, and she's just out there. And I love that they all do this, but I do understand that, you know, we got to find a better solution. Yes you know the red tape um I I get it there's a lot of red tape but we got to figure it out definitely definitely because they're dying out there yeah it's not that's I mean even though I know in their minds and I'm not a vet so mind you uh and I don't want to seem insensitive or say anything you know uh, crazy but to me like it it doesn't seem like it, it's safe out there for them right yeah but i mean It's like
2: when you go camping, right? You go camping, you have a tent, you feel secure in your campsite, right? Right. So when they build their campsite, that's their domain, they feel comfortable in it. Right. Um, But to go from that, to have to share a room with somebody, what is your domain? Where's your protection? Right. And and that's, I think that's one of the biggest things is if they're able to take these veterans um, that are going through a hard time Mm -hmm. straight, straight into their own apartment or at least their own room, it would make a difference.
0: But when you have to share a room. Share a room, yeah. With a complete stranger at that.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. where where that's where I think it makes it harder. And they rather stay in their tent than share a room with somebody. Right.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's a lot to it, man. I hope they figure it out. because uh, I definitely think uh, but I think the conversation is even like this. Um, you know, it's gonna help. You know, we just gotta keep talking about it and
2: yeah. And and then, you know, all these the organizations like A V Boga and Project Thompson Shore Heroes and stuff that are out here that are stepping up and making a difference for our veterans, they are filling that gap. Right. And uh, anything that I can do or my club can do, we will definitely go out there and support them. Vets Project, mm-hmm. you know, th- these guys are doing a lot, and uh, we try to support them as much as possible. You know, Vets Project, we just helped them give out over 500 cars came through mm-hmm. of toys for our community here. And uh, the first hour was veterans or or military active duty. Mm-hmm. And then after the first hour was open to the whole community anyone can come and i couldn't believe how many families came through that you could see really appreciated getting those toys right. and so, and seeing the smiles on the kids face so i was excited to be part of that and i hope we can do that again next year
0: i mean i think you guys will <laughs> that's a, definitely a blessing yeah. so as far as like um mental health because I, I see that you know you, you obviously have your own podcast and youtube channel um and you do a lot of interviews, um, but you're big on mental health.
2: Yes, definitely. Um, I receive uh, mental health myself, and I think there's a stigma on it still, even though it's a little bit better than it used to be. Um, you know, I I, I I talk to a counselor and therapist and stuff, and I suffer from PTSD from the military, um, you know, serving over in Iraq, but um, I, I feel like the biggest thing is being able to get out there and talk to people about it and finding a niche or finding something that um, works for you to help clear your mind. Right. So for me, riding motorcycles and being involved in the community, that works for me. And when I don't ride, my wife tells me, babe, you got to go, you got to go ride, go get out of the house. She knows. Huh? <laughs> she knows. <laughs> She's like, you need to literally be on your bike and get that right. wind therapy. And, um, and being out there with uh, other like-minded individuals and being able to talk about you know either what i've been through or just helping others and hearing their story helps me if that makes sense
0: no it, it <laughs> no it 100 does and that's why i brought it up because you know before i started my podcast um i, I was doing a lot of i was always behind the scenes yeah. like in, like i was telling you off air um you know i was 35 years in the film industry but i was always behind the scenes and i went through a lot of mental health you know a lot of people know my story. Um, And once I started doing this and really like being in front of the camera and started talking and doing these shows, um, I, it started helping me like opening up, telling, being vulnerable, telling my stories. Like it was therapy for me. Mm -hmm. Like I love doing this now. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think I would ever stop now. Yeah. That, that's how, you know, I was telling you too, you know,
2: earlier, um, people kept telling me I should start a YouTube Mm -hmm. channel. I started a YouTube channel, but I didn't get why they were really saying that, you know, Yeah, yeah, I was out being active doing stuff. But uh, I think, like you said, they knew that it would help me. And it does. I enjoy what I do now being on there. It's fun laughing with people, hearing other people's stories, or hearing somebody that went from a hard time to building their success, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or or what they are starting. Like this hat I'm wearing right now is 138 Original. He's a veteran, and he's right here out of Palmdale. He works his full-time job, and he started his clothing company. And he's growing and to support him you know i wear his hat on my show i wore it today purposely for the show oh, nice. <laughs> you know to support and give a shout out to him um and it's 138 original and uh what he has going and that's his dream is owning his clothing company and building that mm-hmm. and that's kind of his coming up with the design and building it is kind of his thing to like clear his mind from work and, right. and stuff and so i enjoy that and enjoy connecting with others that are doing the same
0: nice I like that. Um, so ride, riding is your jolt of joy, you know. is what we call yes. it in you know the mental health space. Um, what what other things um, do you do to, you know, put yourself in a, in a better space? Like if you feel feeling any triggers coming along or whatnot.
2: Well, there's a couple things that I do that I've talked to my therapist about that help. One is you know I work out on on the base out at Edwards, mm-hmm. and uh, so the sonic booms get me sometimes. And I got to go to the restroom and put some water in my face and just take a minute. Like, okay, I'm good. (laughs) You know, in the middle of a work job, like, hey, hold on, give me five minutes. (laughs) Uh, So that's, like, for something quick that triggers me. Um, But uh, being around uh, good people and people that are being positive. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you had Jackie on your show here, and she does a lot for uh, suicide awareness and stuff. And uh, I've helped her with some of her events and walks and stuff. And seeing people make a difference in our community seeing the positive in our community helps me stay positive right so i try to keep my circle um around people that are being positive and doing good things in our community and when somebody i see is being negative i go oh that that's great you know i hope things work out for you and i backtrack i get away from there right and and that's
0: key (laughs) A a lot of people still haven't figured that out because i even i i talk about that a lot um so many people want to do good, like, because I know a couple of people right now that are struggling and they want to do good, right? Mm-hmm. But you you have to, if if you're in a space or if your environment is toxic, you got to get out of that environment. You got to go and surround yourself with people that is going to uplift you and, and you know, support you in, in what you're doing. And I'm not saying you have to leave your family or you have to leave your friends and never talk to them again. What I'm saying is like, if you want to be like somebody or be, you know, a great actor, a great musician, great football player, whatever. And your environment is just full of people that don't have no ambitions, no future, no nothing. Then how do you expect to get to this goal? That's right. Like you got to go surround yourself with people that have like-minded goals. Mm-hmm. So you have to change your environment and it's okay to go visit your friends and family. You know, and, and I talk about this a lot. Sometimes your own family are are toxic. Yes. Your <laughs> families are the biggest toxic people because they're always trying to tell you, oh, no, you can't do this. Because right. they think they know you. They think they're familiar with you and all that. And, but they don't really know your heart and your, your visions, you know. So sometimes you have to leave that.
2: Well, you know, I saw a post the other day that said, those that are standing next to you sometimes don't realize how big you are. Right. Because they're right next to you. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so that that makes a big difference. You know, like you with your podcast, your podcast, I've seen it grow and I've seen you blowing up and I'm like, man, one day I hope to be there. And then now I'm on the show, you know, and that's cool. And then I started my own. I also started my own podcast and it's growing, you know, and I thought, oh, if I get 10 followers, I'll be happy. And I've had way more than that. And I'm surprised.
0: <laughs> no, you know what? Um, when I started and because I started the show really by accident, like it wasn't a dream of mine. It wasn't a vision of mine, but during the pandemic I was doing like these, like everybody else, I was on zoom and I was yeah. doing these zoom meetings for like hundred to 200 people. And, but I was doing crypto uh, stocks. Okay. I was teaching people how to, you know, um, trade in crypto because I did very well in crypto. <laughs> I was good. one of those people that did very <laughs> well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I was like doing trainings and mindset trainings, you know, on, um, crypto um and just in general and i think that's what uh why i kind of excelled in my whole positive psychology right. thing is because i started my mindset training years ago mm-hmm. so it kind of helped but um when it, people was telling me on those zoom calls like wow you should really have your own show or you should do like a podcast i'm like no <laughs> right but no, no, no. i was getting so many compliments like people was like emailing me and texting me and saying, hey mike thank you for the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then I realized what I was doing. Cause I actually didn't even know what I was doing. I was just literally having conversations with people. But most importantly, I was letting people just talk. I was just listening. I found out how powerful listening really is because most people, they just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. And if you could just sit there and be present and just listen to someone, that's all most people want,
2: you know, that that reminds me of something i was taught as a kid treat the janitor the same as you treat the ceo yeah. and that's the same thing we just want to all be seen and be heard exactly same thing you know so when i'm walking down the street it doesn't matter if it's a, a homeless guy there or a guy dressed in a suit i still say hello to him right and you know it's not as common as people think you know people saying hi to somebody they don't know but it's to me is that is that really going to hurt me in any way just to say hi to somebody It's the simplest thing,
0: (laughs) like during the summertime, like I literally walk around my neighborhood. Like I love taking my dog and walk around the neighborhood Mm -hmm. like early, early mornings. And when I see people like leaving for work or going outside, getting their mail or whatnot, and they just say hi and I say hi back. It's the best feeling like we're not there having a long conversation. It's just simple. Oh, hi. Hi. This way. Even even people drive by when I walk on my dog and they just say hi. It's the best feeling. Mm hmm. It,
2: it It's that being able, like you said, being seen mm-hmm. and, and being acknowledged. Yeah. When you acknowledge somebody, you might've just made their day. You know? Yeah. Cause, <laughs> and, and I say that all the time. You
0: never know what someone is going through and just right. that simple gesture. Hi, how you doing? Definitely. You know, it, it it can make a world of a difference to somebody. Mm-hmm. You, you you probably stopped them from committing suicide. Mm-hmm. Like literally. I've I've heard someone oh, yeah. actually say that sometime. Mm-hmm. Like someone just said hi to them and they it just snapped out of it. You, mm-hmm. know, you just never know. So the simplest things. I mean the simplest things are <laughs> really the best things in life. <laughs> like, really. Exactly. You know, so exactly. I, I I love working, I love what I'm doing now. Um to this day I still get um you know messages saying, you know, hey, I, I needed that today. Even that's why I love doing this show. I love people like yourself coming on, telling your stories, telling your perspective, because it's not about me. Like, it's never, never about me. Mm -hmm. It's me wanting to tell other people's stories because you just never know um, what you might say, you know, that's going to help somebody. That's right. You know, somebody might can relate to you. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things when I first started this, um, I was watching a lot of uh, interviews. Mm -hmm. And even like during my mindset trainings, I had this mentor and he had a group of people, and I had a group of people. Right? His his group of people was way bigger than mine. Like He had like a few thousand people in his group. I had like a couple of hundred. But I remember this lady, and we used to do Zoom calls together um, maybe once a week. And I remember this lady on his team messaged me. And mind you, me and him both always said the same thing. She messaged me and said, you know what, Mike? even though I'm on his team and you guys are saying the same thing, she's like, for some reason I can relate to you better. And and that's okay mm-hmm. because we all relate to different people differently because even though we may be saying the same thing, but we all have our different flavors and our different twists on things, you know, but people relate to us differently. That's right. You know, um, because we receive and deliver things differently. You know, uh, the important thing is that we're both putting the great message out there. Exactly. So it doesn't matter if five people are listening to me and a thousand people are listening to you, mm-hmm. as long as everybody's listening <laughs> <laughs> and somebody's yeah. getting it from somewhere. Exactly. Like I tell people, I don't, I don't care if everybody doesn't get my show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I had somebody tell me the last week that it was like, yeah, man, your show's long, but I like it and I can just skip through and get take the pieces out. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yep. As long as you get get a takeaway from it, right? I'm not saying you have to listen to every show. Every show might not be for you because mm-hmm. I have different guests every week, so it might not be for you. But as long as if you listen to one of my show and you got one little takeaway from it, I'm good with that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm so good with that. Yeah,
2: and 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 you know, like you said, it doesn't it like multiple people. You know, they relate to different people. Yeah. And that's one of the things with us, with uh, with starting my club, you know. I have, The club is 1776 Patriots of America Motorcycle mm-hmm. Club. And I have people that, um, you know, no matter what we're doing out there in the community and and helping some people relate to our female riders more than our male riders or they relate to one of our other guys because he's like a big clown. He's kind of the big jokester. and But then he puts a smile on those kids' face or helps the community in that way. And so it doesn't matter who in the club that they connect with long as that we're all being able to give back and help the community, you know?
0: And, and, and that's where, um, I kind of like, I try to, you know, tell people respect everybody, Mm -hmm. no matter what religion, what their faith is, what their beliefs are, what their morals are. Like to me, I respect everybody. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't care what you believe in. I don't care what your morals are. I don't, I don't care about none of that. Right. As long as you're a good person, it's all that matters to me. Because mm-hmm. you're different. I'm different. Every, everybody's different. We're all, God made everybody different, right? So, that's why I understand why people are so judgmental. It's like, people put so much emphasis on being judgmental on other people they judge you so much Mm -hmm. and it's like why like whatever this person over here believes in or whatever they like has no effect on your life yeah you know it it goes to saying about how you know we tell people when you're in a relationship right like everybody tries to make their partners happy like but you're not responsible like, when I tell my ex-wife, like, I'm not responsible for her happiness. That's right. Just because, And she's not responsible for my happiness, mm-hmm. right? It's the same thing with people. Mm-hmm. Like, my friends. I'm not responsible for their happiness. That's correct. They're not responsible for my happiness. It's up to you as an individual. Exactly. So, why do people put so much shit on judgment? Yeah. Like, why are you judging me? <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't affect your life. Exactly. It's like, I'm not responsible for your life. Right. Or your happiness. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, just... Be a good person. Be a good, decent human being. Mm-hmm. Enjoy what you like doing. I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian. I don't care if you're gay, transgender, whatever. If that's what makes you happy, that's great. It has no effect on my life. Yep. I'm happy. I'm happy you're
1: happy. That's all. <laughs> that's all. And it ends right there. I'm yeah. happy
0: you're happy. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you're just a decent person. Yeah. Now, go make other people happy on whatever, however way you want to do it. All right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that's what I love about, um, like, people in, a, in our space and positive people. Like, they, they don't show judgment. Like, so I don't get when people, like, judge people. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? Just enjoy what you do. Like, Just treat everybody with respect. Exactly. You don't, Simple. You don't have, <laughs> like, it's okay for us to agree to disagree. Exactly. We're not going <laughs> to like everything. Yeah. Even, like, I'm pretty sure you and your wife, you guys don't agree on everything. No. <laughs> and it's okay. Right. It's okay. I don't like chocolate ice cream. Yeah. Maybe you do. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's okay. Yeah. But it it's really is that simple. I think people put way too much on judging everybody. And it's yeah. like, why? Like, it really, it's, it, it takes so much energy to judge someone. Mm-hmm. And then you sit there and you gossip about it and talk about it. And for what? Mm-hmm. Like how did that better your life? Right? Like it, it does it, right? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I sit there and I, and I watch people all the time. It was like, dude, like cause they tell me about people and I'm like, because cause I do the show now, people feel like they can always talk to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I get it all the time. People are like, oh, did you see so-and-so? They did blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, dude, like who cares? Right, right. <laughs> Like, I, I don't, really don't care. You know that's true
2: though and and those same individuals that are gossiping to you about somebody else will probably gossip about you to somebody else. Oh, no, 100%.
0: <laughs> no, trust me. There's been so many rumors out here um since I started this show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't get it. Like, I've heard so many rumors about certain people and I I thought these people was like now nah, I'm not gonna say friends, but I know them, right? But when they see me, they they smile in my face, they shake oh, my yeah. hand or hug me. But it's like I hear the rumors, and it's like, damn, you really don't even know me. Like mm-hmm. you hear something about me, then you run with it, and it's like get to know me, All right? Yeah, like, I've had that
2: happen with some people. Listen I did, to my right? show. Shit,
0: I'm the same person. Like, I don't change. Like, yeah. I am who I am. Be real. <laughs> like, just be real all the I'm, time. I'm just a real person. Yeah. Like, that's you know, it. but I, I, there's so many stories out there about me, and it's like, I, I laugh about it because it's like, because what I, I don't care, um, it's funny to me, it's entertaining, but it's like, they don't know me. And matter of fact, I, I just did this post on IG. Um, it said, you can talk to one person, they're going to tell you I'm the sweetest, most gentle, Great person in the world, right? But then you might talk to somebody else and say, Yeah, he's an asshole.
1: <laughs> both, and are and, and both are true.
0: <laughs> both are true. Both are true. I act accordingly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a positive person. Everybody knows this. But I'm also from the streets and I'm not going to let you disrespect me. Exactly. I'm not a punk. I'm not gonna just let you disrespect my family or me. I'm not gonna let you put your hands on me. Uh-huh. Like at that point, yeah, this positive shit go out the window. Yep. And I'm gonna be an asshole.
2: Yep. I gotta be real with you. That's I'll it. Real. I'm real. Hundred percent. <laughs> like I'm the same way. But, I could be the nicest guy. Help yeah, the Community. It's up to you. But it's up to you how I treat you. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: you know what I mean. And 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 for the most part, and let me be clear. If I'm somewhere and somebody talk about me, I don't care. Right. You can sit there and walk by me and say, Oh, you asshole. Okay, cool, I'm an asshole. <laughs> but you're not gonna put your hands on me and you're exactly. not gonna get in my face and yeah. just continue to talk, talk, talk. Yeah. Cause at some point I'm gonna put an end to it. hmm You know, I'm not a violent person, but I can't be. Yeah. I don't like it, but Yeah. That's me. I'm
2: trained. You know, I served in the <laughs> military, I did my thing. Yeah, I could be like- that mean guy. Or I could be chill and calm and loving and giving back to the
0: community. You choose how I. (laughs) We can sit here and chop it up and disagree on everything. But at the end of the day, I'm saying you want a beer?
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or Dr. Pepper in my case. Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, life is really simple. Life is too short, man. I'm I'm older now and I just don't, I don't know. I don't don't feed into it no more. Yeah. I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you yeah you know and for me
2: anything that anybody says like I, anyone says anything and they're like hey i heard this i go it's probably true yeah it's true. it may may or not be it don't matter but i just let it be because it doesn't affect
0: me right like I, you said i ask them but did you get their version like did you ask them what did they do to make me be an asshole right what caused it <laughs> like i i, I just think you know and I, I tell people this all the time doc People don't wake up just being an asshole. Right? Like it comes from somewhere. Like it literally comes from somewhere. You just don't wake up. Oh, today I want to be an asshole. Right. Like no, it comes from somewhere. Something, <laughs> Something triggered it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like let's be real. Let's let's get the other version. But everybody has their own version. It's, it's stupid, really. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of, a lot of these rumors and it's really dumb. I'll be honest with you. I mean, especially like the rumors I hear. Like I ran into this one girl out here, and um, just what. At one, I think it was at a Lucky Luke's event. And she came up to me just gave me a hug and all that. And I'm looking at her like, did you just like say something rude about me to somebody else? Like, <laughs> I didn't say it to her, but I'm just like laughing because it's like, that's is funny. to Oh, like, yeah, I've had that happen. I've had that happen. Because they think yeah. I don't know. Right. But I actually have a lot of friends out here. I know a lot of people. And mm-hmm. people tell me, you know, and, and even though I don't care, like I said, it's entertaining to me. Um, but people, true colors always come out, you know, always. and I think it's because, you know, a lot of people, they don't want to say it to me in my face because I think some of them are business people mm-hmm. that I know out here and they, they, they're smart to an extent to where they know like they can't burn that bridge mm-hmm. because business out here it is a small community and you really don't want to burn business bridges out here. Yep. Definitely. So I think they, they're smart in that way, too, where they come up to me. Oh, hey, Mike, you know, you know yeah. but it's like, OK, I really know. And you know what? If, if someone ever has a problem with me, my door is always open. Mm hmm. Come talk to me. to me. Yeah. We'll probably be able to solve it anyway. That's 100%. what I always say. Because it's 100%. probably a misunderstanding. Or... It's always a misunderstanding. <laughs> and it's always a stupid misunderstanding. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Like 100%, like I will buy the drinks. Right. You know, I'll right. take you to dinner. Like, let's talk about this. Because I'm big on conversations. Because I, I truly believe any conversation, a healthy conversation can fix anything. Yep. Even at the end of the day, we disagree. We're going to still walk away, you know, Agree to disagree. Right. And, and you feel better okay. about it.
2: Yeah. And you feel like, hey, I got this off my chest or they got this off their chest. And then we talked about it. And now it's, you know, even if we disagree on it, it's been addressed.
0: Yeah. And I yeah. I honestly, and I get it. Everybody don't connect. Right. Everybody don't click. Everybody don't click business wise because we all do business differently. At the end of the day, I don't wish no harm on nobody. Mm-hmm. I wish everybody well. Yep. It's okay. if, Like, for instance, if we don't click on business, it's okay. I have no problem with that. Right, right, it's enough for everybody. You know. Now we just got to get you out there on a Harley. You know, and get you riding. I've been wanting to do that. No, because you know, two Let's of my um, two of my uh, good friends, um, they ride. Really. And I might they've know been, them. they <laughs> they have been trying to get me to ride. They don't live out here though. Okay. They live in. Um, one lives in uh, like right past Victorville, and other one lives in LA. But uh, they've been a part of motorcycle clubs for. Decades, and they're they're my best friends because um I'm part of a uh, the Mason fraternity. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. so they're they're Mason, they're my Mason brothers. But um they've been trying to get me to ride. I just haven't. I used to ride when I was little. Okay. I just never got my license, and I I almost bought a motorcycle um almost a year ago. Almost did. So I think 2024 is your year. You're going to get on a it, bike. It may be. <laughs> you, you know, you know what stopped me? Because I actually went down to the dealership. It was the one right across from Jet Hawks. Oh, okay. A uh, uh, Rider's choice. Yeah. Yes. I went over there and I, and I was going to buy one that day. <laughs> I didn't have my license. <laughs> so I was like, hey, can I ride it out here? He was like, no, you got to have a license. You got to have somebody with a license. Right and now. then I went to go look. And this is honest, God truth. Like I went home and I looked up, okay, how do I get my motorcycle license? I think it was like too many steps for me. Mm-hmm. I had to go take a class and it was like a four week class at Harley Davidson or something. It's just a one weekend class. It's just a one weekend, one weekend class. For some reason I saw four weeks. (laughs) No, no, it's
2: one weekend. It's, they might've broke it down to four days, but normally it's three days. Uh, Mike over at AV Harley handles that. He does a great job, Michael. Um, He handles that at AV Harley and uh, you could do that class, but you don't have to do the class to get your license. You can go down just to the DMV and take the written test Mm. and get your permit And with your permit, you can go buy a bike and ride it out if you know how to ride already. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there's different ways you can go about it. Um, A lot of people don't like taking the class at or taking the riding test at the DMV Mm. because most people fail that. Like 80% of people fail the the riding course at the DMV. So that's why they take the class. Mm. And the class will help you prevent from having to take the writings portion of your test. Oh, okay. I got it. That's, that's how that works. But oh, why, uh, why do
0: people fail? I guess they're just really strict. I it, don't know exactly. Or is that, it but... like, is it like real estate? Cause, um, like my family's in real estate and, um, like I took my courses to get my real estate license, but when it came to the state test, I didn't take it. And I still have like another year and a half to take it. Uh, I'm still debating, but a <laughs> lot of people, but cause I've been re- in real estate for like, I want to say 20 years. Like okay. I know real estate. Yeah. yeah um, but everybody in real estate told me, when you take the test, take everything you know out of your mind, because none of that shit's on the test. Right. They try to trick you. And even taking the course, like I, I actually, it's six different tests. I actually have all six tests. And it is. It's like dumb ass questions. <laughs> they try to trick you, and it's like nothing about, I mean, it's about real estate, but it's not. It's not none you're going to use. It's one of those stupid qu- right. tests. Like, right. like why well, would you want to ask me this? From my understanding,
2: the DMV one, they it's the same one that they do like at the course, when you take the course, when you take mm-hmm. the writing course, uh, my understanding is it's the same test, but the instructors are really strict on it and you're by yourself. So people get more nervous oh, okay. compared to when they're in a group doing it at the writing Academy. And then they're like, Oh, okay. Cause you're kind of having fun and then you get yeah. tested and you're like, okay, well that was it. Make, yeah. Make it easy. Yeah. They when take you're back there. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. I think that's what makes the biggest difference, um, uh, for that. But, um, yeah i mean we'll get you out there on a the bike and you know um, maybe we'll do the parade or something one day you know no, i do like, i,
0: I want to actually get a bike um because i mean like i said when i was younger i used to ride and um, i actually missed it yeah and i see everybody riding i'm like dang i want to ride yeah it is dangerous out here don't get me wrong as people say it's dangerous but i mean you got to enjoy life <laughs> no i mean you do i mean you got to do the things like you like it's part of your joys of joy so yes you got to do that um but back on the mental health thing um uh, I definitely love doing what I do. I definitely love having conversations. Like I said, you know, just a healthy conversation helps people. Um, I think for me, I'm more of a great listener. Like I just kind of like let people talk and just having these conversations um, gets people to think. Mm -hmm. Like if you let people talk and let's let them talk it out, like something's going to click through that conversation. Right. And it's like, oh, shit. They always thank me for that, but it's like oh, I didn't really do nothing. <laughs> I just let you talk. Yeah, I just let you talk. <laughs> but that's that's why I enjoy doing it. Um I love telling people's, you know, stories and because um, you just like I said, my, my my shows and conversations are evergreen. Like somebody five, ten years from now might listen to your story mm-hmm. and might get something out of it. Yeah. And that that's the important thing to me and that's why I enjoy doing it. Why I'm gonna continue to do it. Um But I love it. But what's next for you?
2: Well, for me, I would say this next year, uh, I'm definitely uh, focusing more on my podcast because I wasn't saying consistent. And I think that makes a big difference. That makes a huge difference. <laughs> I, I, found, I
0: found that out. Uh, yeah. But also, I was, it was funny because I think I was in my 18th episode and I follow Gary Vee a lot. Okay. I, you know, Gary v is, I've heard of it. I don't, I don't he's follow him. You should follow him. Okay. I think you'll like Gary Vee. All right. He he gives the best advice, especially for social media like media type stuff, he gives the best advice. Um, but one day, I think I was on my 18th episode and I was watching one of his videos and he was like, for a podcast, he said the best thing to do for a podcaster is to go and interview everybody, all business owners in your area because they all want the free publicity. Right. And when he said that, I was like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> but then he said that most podcasters stop between their fourth and eighth episode. And he said um, that because they stop because they don't get the numbers that they see. Mm -hmm. He said, you're not going to see those numbers until your 80th, 90th episode. And now that I'm like around my 90th episode, he's he's right. Like now I I start to see the spike. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know why that is, why it takes that long, but I think it is more of a consistent thing. Yeah, like I had one person uh tell me a few weeks ago. He said um he started listening to my show because it just kept popping in his feed and yep. he said he wasn't paying attention <laughs> at first, but he said, man, this kept seeing your show just popping and popping because I'm very consistent. Every Friday I do a show. Yeah. Every day I do a promo like, and it just kept popping. And so he said, hey, let me check this out. Right. But it is important to be consistency, but that's what they need, business though. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So for me, I was doing it as a hobby, you know, on the side and it still is. Um, I, I do it for fun, but I do have my, uh, uh, first sponsor now. Mm-hmm. So doc moto out there, um, they deal with injury and car accidents and stuff, and uh, they're my first sponsor now, so they're helping me out. And I'm being consistent every week, putting something out. Um, where before I would put one out a month later, I'd put one out a week right. later, I'd put one out. Like it wasn't the same; it was just whenever. Well, right, but that's,
0: that's <laughs> you know, um, and and again, I again, I I just know a lot of this because, again, I was in TV. Mm-hmm. And I used to actually work with like on a kid show that I worked on, we actually worked closely with YouTube kids. Okay. So I worked with people that used to work at YouTube that told me a lot of this stuff. It doesn't matter when you put your stuff out, it could be weekly, bi-weekly, it could be even a month. But once you start, you have that's where you gotta be consistent. So yeah. if it's once a month, then continue to do it once a month. Right. Like the first Monday is the very month. Mm-hmm. Because now your listeners and your followers that's when they know they can find you. Exactly. But if you're all over the place, they don't know when to find you mm-hmm. and they're gonna forget about you. Yep. But if they know, man, Doc puts out a video the first Monday of every month, I'm gonna look for it. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 where a lot of people fail, because they don't realize that. Like once your listeners are used to something, you gotta keep it, keep it that way. Yep. So it's not like you have to do it once a week. Mm-hmm. I just chose to do it once a week because yeah. A lot of times I didn't have nothing to do, but. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: that's what I have. And I already booked people all the way out mm-hmm. to March already to right. be on, on my show and talk to them later. And some of them are in, in like in my studio, which I do at my house, I have a little studio set up. And then some of them are virtual, mm-hmm. you know? And so I have some just doing it off their phone and stuff. And then I put it together and, and it's good to go. Right. And I got people all the way up from Visalia all the way down to long beach to San Diego, you know, so, that are going to yeah. be on it.
0: So. That's I'm excited. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so I mean how how far are you are you taking? It? I mean, do you have bigger plans or so yeah, my goal uh with that,
2: I mean, obviously we always want it to blow up, right? We always want, you know, it's nice to see other people enjoying what we do mm-hmm. as much as we enjoy what we do. Right. But um I would say my biggest thing is is uh, is making an impact with it and um kind of highlighting other people that are um, progressing in their in their goals. You know, I have a, a gentleman I just interviewed, uh, Michael L. Hernandez. He does behind um, the scenes of for amateur uh, UFC fights and MMA. Okay. And I just had him on the show, and he does all the interviews after the fights and all that stuff. And uh, he's he's a young college student that, you know, he's, I don't know, 20, 23-ish somewhere in there, young man, and he's starting that. And to interview him and have him and see him grow from when he first started with his cell phone interviewing people to so now he has a, a a cameraman and he has a backdrop and it's looking professional and it's right. going and then he's following these fighters that are doing MMA fighter uh, that are even from here out of Valle Valley and he's watching them progress on their careers while he's interviewing them so it's cool that we're able to make that connection and all mm. work together on that um but I would say my ultimate goal with it is uh is to to, uh, I would say, just keep growing and making a big bigger impact. Because the more that I grow, the more of an impact I can make on the community and right. individuals. Right. So,
0: and, and the most important part about that and what you're saying, and I watched that video, um, is everybody started from something. You know, everybody started with zero followers. First of all, yeah, that's that's important. Like, <laughs> then nobody start with a hundred thousand followers. Everybody started at zero. Yeah, Um, but if you look at everybody's success, no matter who they are, they started somewhere. Mm-hmm. Most people just don't see the struggle. They see when people blow up. That's yeah. when they pay attention. But like when you, if you just have a dream today or an idea, and you tell people, "Oh yeah, I want to do this." They're not gonna pay attention to you until you blow up. Mm-hmm. All the struggles and adversities you're going through, they're not gonna pay attention to. They don't see that. So that's why people don't realize that we all started somewhere. Yep. We all started with a phone or something like. We just didn't all start with all this. Mm-hmm. Like you know, what I'm saying this is my second studio. Like so, I didn't start with this. Like I started. <laughs> where did I start? I start my fact. If you really think about it. I started in my um, home office during the pandemic. Yeah. When I did my first video on Zoom. (laughs) I didn't have these mics or anything. I actually had uh, uh, earbuds. Yeah. So we all had to start somewhere. Right, right. You know, but as long as you stay patient, patience is key, and consistent, you're going to scale. If you have those two ingredients, at some point, you're going to scale, and you're going to see the difference. And you're going to continue to grow. But yeah. you just got to stay consistent and you got to have patience. It yeah. will happen. So
2: I would say that's my biggest thing for 2024 is staying consistent and learning what I can do from one show to the next each week. How can I improve it? You know what I mean? And if I didn't catch it that week, maybe two weeks down the road, oh, you know what, my audio, I can adjust this. Or I can use, you know, a, a different uh, editing software that might improve my quality you know so things like that is is what i'm working on now and um still getting guests you know what i mean having a guest every week that's sometimes that's tough like i'm like oh i haven't got nobody and i got to put a show out soon i guess i'm gonna talk about myself
0: (laughs) i mean you know what it it, i i I don't know if i just been very blessed because i'm approaching my 100th episode and i never had a problem again i guess because i go back to what gary said these businesses, they all want the free publicity. Right. So I think between small businesses and these big businesses, you're going to find someone like, yeah, I'll be on your show. Yeah. I, like it to me, and I think that's where I say I've been blessed because like I'm booked out. Like I try not to book out more than two months. Yeah. Literally, I have a long list. I literally have a long list because um, people always ask me, hey, I want to be on your show because um, I'm always out. Right and um, I do literally have a long list. I am selective some sometimes. Like there are sometimes I bump people up or I slide someone in. That's only because I'm being strategic with my guests and right. what I'm putting out there. Right. So it's not that I'm just pushing people back, but it's got a flow. It got a flow. Exactly. I got to be strategic about it. Um, so yeah, sometimes I do slide people in. Sometimes you know. I make people wait a month or so, um, but I try not to book too much out because I, I don't want someone waiting four months. Yeah. Because literally, if you see my list, I can literally book out the whole year if I wanted to. Yeah. But I'm not going to have someone wait <laughs> four, six, seven months. Like, you yeah. know, I'll call you when it's closer. Closer. And, yeah. Yes. But um, I think it, for me, it's easy to get a guess. Yeah. I, well, I don't want to jinx myself. <laughs> I don't want to well, jinx myself. For me,
2: I think starting off because I wasn't consistent, it made it hard for me to get guys because oh, yeah. I wasn't being consistent of when I was doing it, mm. how I was setting it up. Now, I think at the the last couple of months, I've been trying to get it in order for 2024. Mm. I didn't want to wait until
0: 2024 to do it. I want right. to plan it now and get it in order for 2024. And And, and that does help. I'm going to be honest with you. Again, it goes back to that story I was telling about how this one person was like, man, you just always on my feed. Like, because yeah. I am consistent. I think a lot of businesses out here, they see that I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, the city of Palmdale are big supporters of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, they've asked me to do, you know, events for them. Um, like I hosted their summer concerts this past summer because they see that I am consistent exactly. and that I'm serious and that I'm. this is not some side thing that I'm doing. Right. Like they see that. I'm, I'm not going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm definitely not going nowhere. Uh, cause I love what I do. I love the community out here. Um, and I'm going to continue to do it. That's right. So, yeah. I'll be right there. I'll be no. following. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> um, and I definitely want you on the new show that I'm doing Road okay. bar talk. Um, that's a shameless plug by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, over there, cause you know, it's crazy. Um, I started that show because a lot of my guests are on this show they like a lot of them was like hey we should do like a one life thing after dark like with drinks and wine and all that mm-hmm. and i was like okay but then you're gonna get people talking and that's when the truth comes out like, you get <laughs> that liquor in you that's the truth comes out <laughs> yeah. so anyways um uh, good friend of mine mike modell who owns alchemy row um he was on the show and he's he talking about doing a similar show and i was like man we should do it so we just started it. we're gonna start it january 8th over at alchemy row and. Um, it's just going to be um, real conversations. It's going to have some liquor in it. And, <laughs> but we're going to, again, go back to just being real. That's right. You know, say what you want, but it's all going to be respectful. And this just bar talk. What we talk about at the bars. I think it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm excited
2: to see that. And I'll definitely I'll, have to come by. No,
0: yeah, definitely going to have to have yeah. come by on that. Um, but, man, um, thanks, Doc, for coming by. Any, any last words? Give me a mic drop, though. Um, I need a mic drop from you. Anything drop. that you want to leave the people, like any any type of inspiring words. If you want to say a poem, if you want to sing, oh, <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> um, I would say for everybody out
2: there to you know going back to what we talked about is especially for this next year, twenty twenty four, to stay positive and to um treat everybody as equals, no matter if they're the CEO or or the janitor and try to do that for next 2024 to make this world a better place for all of us
0: right and if you do that you're going to see a huge impact yes i mean i'll, I'll echo that and because i know everybody is about to put in their new year's resolutions and, and i say this actually every year words without mm-hmm. actions has no value mm-hmm. so over there i know over the next couple of weeks the new year's is in the co- what another week yeah week coming up quick coming up quick <laughs> everybody going to be like, I want to lose weight. I want to do this. I want to focus more on my job, my school, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, we do do this every year. (laughs) If there's no actionable steps behind anything, it has no value. So I'm being hundred percent real with you guys. Stay consistent. Uh, Push some actionable steps. Don't have, and I've said this before, This big, you can have big visions, Mm -hmm. but don't have big ass actionable steps. Take baby steps. Yep. trust me when I tell you baby steps small steps make the biggest impact yep so when, when you setting your goals for 2024 do them in small steps and I guarantee you, you're going to see that impact in the, in and the don't be afraid
2: don't be afraid to take that step forward exactly because if you're standing still you're, you're moving backwards basically you got to <laughs> move forward even right. if it's baby steps I
0: just saw a good, a good friend <laughs> I just posted on her IG this morning um jackie hernandez she put uh and i've heard this phrase before you will 100 you will miss every shot what that you for? don't take exactly thank you <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't
0: 100 <laughs> you will you'll will make you'll miss every shot that you don't take that's right you gotta start you gotta shoot that's right don't, don't be afraid to take that step or that shot yeah go don't, for don't it don't be afraid you, you have to or you're just gonna be standing there that's right so, but thanks again, man. I appreciate you. Definitely. appreciate what you do. Uh, continue to doing it because we definitely need it out there, especially for our vets. That, that's very, very important. And thank you for having me on the
2: show and look forward to it. And definitely look forward to your new show coming out. Our talk, right? Yes. All right.
0: Real bar talk. Real bar talk. Real bar talk. <laughs> Real bar talk. <laughs> <laughs> Real bar talk. All right. Appreciate you, All right, bro. Thank you. All right. We out of here, you guys.